0: Thanks for joining us for season six of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I Let me introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy.
1: And thanks for that introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Schatzie. Together, we are the personalities Behind branded strategic hospitality, we work at the intersection of food service technology, innovation, and
0: capital. Jimmy, somebody changed that. I wasn't sure if you were asking a question or making a statement. Ah, We work. We work. work, Food service. Wait, we work in the food service, hospitality, tech, innovation, capital. five seasons, we
1: work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and
0: capital. We added food service.
1: Someone slipped that in there. I didn't read that part of the script.
0: You missed that memo.
1: Well, listen, Jimmy, it's really, we got a great show. And I got to tell you, what's most exciting about this show is this is the first show we are doing Live from B Works on Park
0: Avenue South in New York City. Live from B Works, and our guest is in the room with us. That has oh, I forgot about guests. that. The guest is here. Like he actually showed up. We had to quickly, like we had to create an office. We had to like we had to borrow space. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, had ten, to, like, we had like we had to pretend. We had to put some signage up. Like he walked to me, like this is this place is great. We're like Dude, I mean, this cool. shows we could have a studio. Here
1: and do all of our podcasts from the B-Works location. We could do that. This is unbelievable. That'll be the plan for
0: uh, season 6.5.
1: This is, it's it's really exciting to do a podcast live with our guest. You know, we've been doing my trade shows for a long time. Yes. And I think we'll be at Mertek in a couple of weeks, Jimmy, doing a show from Mertek in, uh, where is that, in uh, Dallas? Where's MurTech? No, it's in Vegas. What am I talking about? It's in Vegas. Dallas. No disrespect to
0: Dallas, but we're going back to Vegas. Yeah, going back to Vegas, going baby. That's, to where Vegas. That's where it all started. It all started. Right. all started.
1: All right, Jimmy. enough, enough banter. Let's get right into it because he's got a great guest and it looks like he's got to leave pretty soon. Look at his watch.
0: <laughs> I think that intro had him look at his watch and then t- he wants to call and call his publisher or his producer. What the hell am I doing here? Okay, listen. We are very excited. Not only are we live uh at B Works. Um, in, the, in our own studio right now, but we have Mr. John Sherman, friend of branded, co-founder and CEO of Stickies Finger Joint. Uh, I want to apologize in advance if anyone's getting hungry, but we're going to dive into the chicken craze and a really fantastic restaurant group, uh, uh, Stickies, and, uh, and I think this episode is going to have you craving some fried chicken. So, John, as we always do, we're going to let you take the lead. Please give us a little background on yourself and, of course, the elevator pitch on Stickies.
2: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, This is awesome that we're able to do this in person. It is awesome. Super super exciting. We got to hang out a bit in Vegas a couple months ago. Had uh, a great brunch at Sedell. Had a great, great brunch. You know, there was some uh, back and forth around, you not know, gonna, some of the smoked fish that came. not going to say anything bad about Sedels, That's But it was fantastic.
0: Happen. This segment was- is sponsored by Sedels.
1: <laughs> they just opened, by the way, in Coconut Grove. I was just down there. Was, the <laughs>
0: place was jumping. Hope they didn't chint on the portions no, again. Oh, <laughs> big portions.
2: Big portions. That's down in Florida. You got to get big portions down big there. Big portion, Different in Vegas. So, yeah. So, you know, thanks. So, I was really excited to be here. Um, happy to give you a quick background on Stickies. You know, we've... Uh, Sticky's was founded in New York City 10 years ago. Our, our 10th anniversary is coming up next month. Happy anniversary. Yeah, exciting. Thank so you. This is actually the reason that, we had
0: you on yeah. is to celebrate the <laughs> 10th year anniversary. I love it. Let's quickly add that. Let's let's make that part of the story. hundred
2: percent. That's <laughs> the only reason we had him on. It was on.
0: done within great tensionality. We knew Sticky's that. Sticky's
2: finger so, joints, 10 year anniversary edition. So what Sticky's is all about, um, we make boneless fried and grilled chicken and we make them we pair it with 18 homemade dipping sauces so it's really the beauty of it is chicken really works with so many different types of flavors and sauces and so we're making sauces with all sorts of different flavor profiles and by the way know, john had a look at his notes there when he had a look at how many flavors he had he
1: had a look i can't, at I can't even keep up <laughs> <you> know <laughs> who can keep up he look at his, he's what we have 18, yeah. 18 of the best sauces. The called, 15, you know, whoops, 18. 10 yeah. commandments. <laughs> <six. laughs> listen, uh, we love Stickies. It's a New York joint. Um, I remember your first, I think it was your first store. was on 3rd Avenue. Wasn't it your first store? how's was our second store. Second, uh, to me, it was your first store. It was right near one of our restaurants, Duke's on 37th Street. So we loved it over there. But because I maybe took one of your employees. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. took a few. You can <laughs> have, <Yeah>. have, <laughs> have them We share. We like to share, especially exactly. in this environment. We like to share employees. Uh, listen, we like before we get into it, because there's a lot to talk about, a lot to uncover here with Stickies, especially celebrating 10 years, which is really the, the genesis for this show. We'd like to talk a little bit about what makes John Sherman tick. How do you go from J.P. Morgan financial guru analyst at a giant bank? I mean, that's Jimmy's. That's where Jimmy's so, was. J.P.? J- 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 J. J P. Something, J. P. Something Morgan. It's a big bank. I know it is. It's right across the street.
0: Oh, Morgan. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, that is a big. Front. That is a big bank. I have an it account there. Yeah. I've been banking there for years. How do you go from J. P. Morgan? You're an analyst in finance, doing all sorts of you know finance stuff, to to, to restaurants to, found, to founding Stickies. So you were really the finance guy that became the restaurant guy,
0: I'm... and Jimmy. I just stayed finance guy, but but you
2: were a bartender though. I so guess. you
1: kind of like were. Yeah.
2: I guess I went from restaurant bartender guy. Bartender finance, guy, finance guy. How do, you do I was definitely the finance guy and you know I I was actually um, after JP Morgan I had been working for a number of years at a Bridgewater Associates a hedge fund up in Connecticut I was commuting up there also big from guy. big name, big name. And you know, people like to put this narrative that oh he hated corporate world and he couldn't wait to go and uh, and, and leave that actually not totally true. I really liked what I was doing there. I was learning a ton. It was a pretty, uh, pretty awesome experience. But I always had a bit of an entrepreneurial itch. And I also always had a love for food. And I didn't even realize that I could put the two of those together. And, and then that was even a possibility or an option. You know, growing, I grew up in a family of lawyers. So it wasn't really, for me, it was just, don't be a lawyer was kind of my only narrative. Um, <laughs> But, Get but you know, I, we don't need any more lawyers. But I didn't really grow up around entrepreneurs, at least in my immediate family. So never, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something in business, but never really knew what that meant. And so, you know, started started in the finance path and really a friend of mine and I, you know, we had this idea for, uh, we all, we threw on a couple different food ideas, but, you know, we really had this idea for Chicken Finger Place. We both love chicken fingers, love fried chicken, and just really felt like there wasn't a great option for that in New York City. No one really owned that. And so, you know, just kind of like, we, I was young. just like
1: late night in
0: the apartment. You guys I were mean, that's, stoned, what, that's where it like, hey hey started. now, Hey, now, hey, hey now, now, hey, now. No.
2: By stone, you meant you were playing with some rocks.
0: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes.
2: God, kid-friendly show we got here. It is kid-friendly. kid-friendly. You know, yeah. that that's more or less how, how it got started. You know, we literally bought this old, like, 70s tabletop fryer. We were just testing out recipes <laughs> and, uh, in my apartment. And, you know, really just snowballed from there. Oh, like, I had had no better. idea. They were definitely on a bender with this one. <laughs> Listen, i want
0: I want to jump in. why, John why chicken? Um, wait, no, I could I, I could have imagined. maybe even our listeners could have imagined you were the guy at all the Michigan tailgate parties, you know, cooking up fried chicken and with your friends and you were known as the chicken eater. You know you were you were the man doing chicken, but that's not the case. We already just know that. you were a you're a finance guy, you're a Wall Street guy. Um, is it true the meatball shop was at least part of the inspiration? And how do meatballs? translate into
2: chicken fingers so you know to be fair i was definitely the guy at the tailgate eating fried chicken not making fried chicken Mm -hmm. although you know i will say as i got as once i were a michigan guy i am a michigan guy and once i opened up stickies and i really learned how to perfect the art of uh frying chicken it has become my party trick as of lately you know i've been to a bunch of uh bachelor parties and i'm just the guy whipping up Fried chicken in the in the kitchen for everyone. It's better than magic, I think. Which, I think you're better off doing. It fried makes me chicken really popular, magic. to be honest. You know, <laughs> so the idea behind Stickies was really like again, everybody loves chicken fingers. It's just one of these universal things, right? You know, but you go to a restaurant, they have chicken fingers on the menu with a thousand other things, and that's the thing. And that's where you know you brought up the meatball shop, and that's where you know I think one of the things that. I had seen as this trend that was starting. I was living on the Lower East Side. I saw the original meatball shop open, and obviously that first store, you know, had a, such a great vibe around it. They crushed. It was so popular, and they were just doing meatballs, and then they kind of really owned that. And that's what the, the thing that resonated with me is: like people want to go, especially in New York City, people want to go to get the best of something, the best. And well, yeah, everyone has the best cherry. The you best. You gotta have the best. The best. So you know. Everyone the, wants like the, the, the melt chops, chops, the best grilled cheese, the meatball, the exactly. best. Exactly, exactly. I I, like, I agree. I got to oh, tell you, I got to tell you, corn.
0: there's some restaurants I really like. And if I want chicken fingers, well, I'm not even saying they're the best. But what I am saying is, if I want those, I got to ask for the kid menu. And when I don't <laughs> have my kid with me, that's a little embarrassing. No. Can I order off the kid menu? Can I get the chicken fingers. When you have kids, chicken fingers are
1: it's it's grilled cheese and chicken fingers are basically that is those are food groups.
2: That's
0: it, right? I just don't think it should be relegated to the kid menu or the side it's car. It's not fair. It, it, center Discrimination just, yeah, it I think it is. I think it's wrong. And
2: I had some friends who are picky eaters, and even as adults, they would only order chicken fingers. That was their go-to. So it's kind of like everybody Everybody likes it, the picky eaters, the kids,
1: adults. everybody. Just, My kids to this day, and they're in their 20s now, they all like chicken fingers. You dip a little ketchup, a little barbecue sauce. Who does like a chicken finger?
0: Name the other 16 sauces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So let me ask you. So So – you're a finance guy, you lo- you're making Chicken Fingers, you're like, I love Chicken Fingers, and, you eat, and the aha moment comes, we should, just, you know, we should just open up a store that only sells Chicken Fingers. Where'd the Sticky's name come from?
2: I think from early on, we realized sauce was gonna be an incremental part of this. The right. beauty of Chicken finger, part of making this differentiated, best in class Chicken finger, you gotta make a great piece of chicken, but then you gotta really, what's gonna make that experience next level, and it's all the different sauces. So did you start out with 13 sauces? We eighteen, with, 18? We probably started out with twenty. I'd say at max, it probably crept up to like twenty six or twenty seven, and they're like we got to, you know, this was just getting low so. Eighteen is the number. Eighteen is the number. Eighteen felt like the right. I mean, eighteen. We had to dial it back down to eight. Yeah, dial it Let's back. Put it down. It in. Seven
0: minute abs. We yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: That's it's the number. It's not six, so
1: six, seven. where where was the? Let me just hear. It. Look, so where was the first door, and why did you decide that location? Because I think it's really interesting. Because you were really one of the operators. I mean, you started this. Just you know, where'd you come up with your first store? The first you a broker? broker to go. Look, did you?
2: Start we had start a, a broker. We were walking the streets. The first store was a, a old Italian, a tiny hole in the wall Italian restaurant on West 8th Street called Tanti Bocci. Yeah, that's a busy area over there. A lot of stoners in that neck of the woods. Yeah, you know, with with, with, with,
0: with, with with <laughs> playing with rock stones. Took a walk on the beach.
2: You know, we were down. Like I, I lived downtown. I was always a downtown guy, right. um, and so that's you know we were originally looking in the East Village and then expanded a little bit out to, into Greenwich Village and literally just found this place I was looking to close down and we could take it over. Which thank God because we had no idea how to do anything about restaurant yeah, so construction. That's what, so, so that's what I want to know so Part so of part what's... of we lucked into this place that you know it wasn't in good condition, but it was good enough. It had a walk-in box. It had a vent. It had gas. All of these things that. If it didn't Sound have, probably would have like pro crippled, crippled us if we if we had to do any of that stuff ourselves at the time. So biggest
1: lessons you learned, I mean, because right now you just, you talked about gas, you talked about hood, you talked about some things that people have no, you know, unless you're in the restaurant business, you really don't know, like you need these things. You know, people are like, I don't know, I don't know how to eat in a restaurant, I don't know how to open a restaurant. You really, these are important things. So now you're an old pro. What are the biggest lessons you'll learn as a first time operator? I mean, going into that. What did you learn? There's
2: so many. Early on, right, diving into the business. Like, we didn't even have such a... It, it took us some time to figure out what the real business model was. I remember early on, the first month... charging at least? First month or two, looking at... Like, we didn't keep p ls or anything like that. So, you know, I had to just do some back-of-the-envelope math. of like, all right, we just did this much sales this past hour. Wait a minute, we have seven people working, and they're making this. I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I looked at some menu sales items. Sales minus yeah. chicken minus <laughs> employees. Not going to work. <laughs> I, I looked at some of the menu items. We were serving these, like, purple sweet potato fries... They were great, but, you know, they cost like 120 bucks a case. And you could sell them for and, $6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it took my, you know, it took us like three hours to cut them because they were so misshapen. And I was like, this is, you know, we're going to have to sell these things for $15 to actually make any money off this. Right. So, you know, the first couple, the first three to six months was really just honing in on, like, what is, the, what is the business model here? We have to make this at least somewhat profitable for this business to actually have legs and, and scale, which was, which was the goal. So, you know... Was, so needless uh, to say, there's no more uh, purple. Uh, you know, they were different. great. They were a great product. I'm sure they but, were delicious. But they are. They Spence. are. been off the menu. They've been right. talked about in New York. They've been talked about. Wait, oh, oh yeah, hello. Oh, okay. Speaking of <laughs> oh,
0: speaking, speaking of a-
1: old speaking of old pro and food, look what we got here.
0: They can't see what we got here. Wait, I don't no. see any purple fries. We've here. got <laughs> we've got chicken. We've got we got sandwiches. We got chicken fingers. Oh, we got fries. Oh, boy. We got we got like, do we have some cheese fries over there. We got a special watermelon lemon lime cocktail. Sticky, sorry, sticky soda. Oh, is that your oh, own branded soda? Our own
2: branded soda. We got, we got a lot to
1: talk about. We got a oh, lot yeah. to talk about. There's Sticky Soda. There's Stickies Lemonade. There's
2: Stickies. This is this and is. You make all this stuff? We make the, the three bottled ones we make in every store. And then the soda we have somebody who's uh guys, I gotta tell you, people, you don't know what's going on in the studio today. We've got sticky soda. We got Stickies
1: sweet iced tea. Black pico tea, honey, and lemon. i is going to try this right now. And then Jimmy's going to try a chicken finger because he loves chicken fingers. Hold on. Let, let
0: me take a big bite, and then I'll jump into my next question. But first, let me do this authentic, authentic, um, authentically. Um, actually, let me ask the question and then take a big bite. Um, John, one of my favorite lines is uh, I channel my inner Michael Jordan um, and is saying specifically, specifically about missing 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, you, my friend, scored a buzzer-winning shot, we think, with stickies. But it didn't always come without maybe the occasional air ball. You highlighted a couple, you know, learning, a couple moments. But what I want to know is, as a finance person myself, how are you able to use your past experiences in that world um, to overcome some of the early hurdles uh, over at stickies? You
2: know, I think, look, my experience definitely helped me get my head around quickly what the unit-level economics needed to be, because, again, the, the foundation of any business, you have to be able to sell something for more than it costs to make it. Otherwise, you're not going to be in business forever. It's always long. been our
0: problem, Chats. Yeah, you have Yeah, sell no, it for more than it costs you to put it no, on the wait, place. Just,
2: I've been buying high and selling low. Yeah, you mix that up, you misheard. Oh, god! In, you invert. So that. angry right now. But you know, the thing that I really learned is that, just, as like a lot of other businesses, it's we're in the people business. You know, yeah. That's that's the that's the key to this whole hospitality thing, and you know, I think. Some of the early struggles, just, you know, just really finding the right team. It, I didn't really start to get building my core team. It took a couple of years to really start building that core. And then now that we've been able to do that, you know, we really can do uh, – So how much – so after you opened the first store, when did you open the second store? We opened up the first store in 2012, and then the second store came in – 2014. So it's about two and a half years. And that that was kind of like you're
1: honing it and learning and yeah. saying,
2: listen, I have to sell this for more than I pay for it. You know, we found a better location. We found we actually totally changed the operating model. You know, our first store was like, it's like charging for the chicken. It was yeah, exactly that. <laughs> that was that was a big aha moment. Wait a minute, we're
1: not charging for this.
0: You joke, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You just described just described his own bartending experience. What I have to use the register that takes me away from serving drinks. That's very confusing. Let me just give the drinks and then figure out later. Oh, I was
2: very popular. Yeah, I'm sure. So you had a lot of regulars, <laughs> a lot of regulars. You know, I thought they liked me. <laughs> they didn't. They liked that I gave them free beers. Yeah, sorry. So, so, yeah, you know, we, we, I think one of the things we realized was we really had to be able to get product out quickly yep. because that's what people it's New York City, everyone's moving fast, no one wants to wait. Yeah, no, 100%. so you know we we totally flipped the service model backwards and, and uh that second store was the home run from literally the data and where was but that? That's the one on 33rd and third. I
1: knew there was something going on there that I
2: like That store was kicking ass. Literally, was
0: the was first ki- was month kicking our ass. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the first month our- we opened we probably did like three X sales of what the original store did. Yeah, well, that's
1: also a great neighborhood. That's like the Murray Hill area. Yeah, a lot, Always, of young, a lot of young people, a lot of people having fun. We've got a lot of breaking news on the podcast. And today, we have breaking news. Breaking news right now, Stickies has just opened its first drive-through, traditional drive-through location in my home state, the greatest state in the Union, Jimmy, of New Jersey, my old stomping grounds, Union, New Jersey, Route 22, right? It's it tell us how tell us a little about this how did this come about you're in new york city you're opening up stores in new york city and now you're in new jersey opening up a drive through on route 22 where i remember i used to go to white castle
2: so i'm also a jersey guy originally originally from uh, edison Aha! jimmy <laughs> another jersey guy jimmy frowns jersey i do people.
0: not frown yeah. jersey yeah. i i've been through the tunnel i i i love the boss i love i love sinatra uh it just happened to favor uh, the great state of New York. He gets a lot
1: of, of hate from people oh, who never no been hate, there. No hate. You know? The Garden State. He's like, I've never seen a garden. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the garden. That's Madison Square.
1: So did you buy an
2: existing location and convert, or did you build out a store? We built out a store there. We did not buy it. It was uh, Liberty Travel. that had been closed forever. Yeah. Terrible condition. Took a lot of work. A lot of work to get this thing up and running. And we originally opened it not as a drive-through because it had to go through the whole zoning and you know all those township approvals so the plan was let's just get this thing open and then we would go bring our new drive-through plan to the town which took a painfully long twelve months to actually get it through and get township approval, right. and they made put lots of hurdles. Um, but we made it out in the other end, and we got this—we got this thing cooking now. And so is it only drive-through, or is it dine-in and drive-through, or just pick-up and drive? It is dine-in and drive-through as well. You know, all of our stores have some relatively small dining rooms, but, right, right, but right. it is it is drive-through and dine-in. So when did the store actually open? The store opened. Let's. Well, the store actually opened um, the end of March in 2020. Which is
1: perfect timing.
2: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love time opening perfect right during ribbon. a pandemic. <laughs> We're, I mean, the store was basically built when the pandemic started. We're sitting looking around and being like, like, what are we supposed to do with this thing? It's literally built. That ribbon and cutting was we, really, we, yeah, like, that
0: was it, not the best ribbon I mean, cutting the, ceremony I've ever seen. The ribbon cutting didn't <laughs> it was, happen. It was, it, it, cutting. Was,
2: it was John in his head all, being like, it could have been something. All of our grand opening party, like none of that stuff happened. We kind of did it in stealth, yeah. but- you know, we look around. Everyone else on Route, all the other fast food guys on Route Twenty Two, they're all open, and we got the store, and we have people that we had hired to work at it. So we're like, we guess we got to get it open. Yeah. Um, so you know, and then it wasn't until November of this year um, that we got the drive through open. So how is the drive through doing? Drive through is great. You know, we're working like a lot of learning different positions internally. So yep. you know, we trained a lot for it, and we were had a great plan ready to ready to rock. But you know, we're Still still learning and refining, but so far, so good. You I know, can't wait to go check out this store. We're, we're getting people through the line quick. No complaints from the town. We're moving a lot of business through there, so all's good. Awesome. I, like I can't it. wait to do more.
0: I like it a lot. Listen, I want to talk a little bit about the rising market share of chicken fingers. Here are some fun statistics. Oh, for all Jimmy all you loves sta- stats. For all you stat- statistician guys at home, the annual growth rate of chicken tender consumption has increased 22.64%. Yearly growth, 2464 Chicken tenders have increased 17.68%. Restaurant- Not 18. Not 18%. Just Sh- under 18%. Round up restaurant percent. penetration rate. 18 is okay? a good number. 18 is a good number. sauces <laughs> in Penetration safety. rate. And in a recent study, chicken tenders appeared on 593,880 menus in the U.S. Does that include the store in
1: Union? I would assume it does, I hope yeah. it does. Okay, almost 600,000
0: restaurants, okay, have a chicken uh, finger. And last year, finally, the chicken uh, – the, the fried chicken market size increased to over 30 billion, okay? With a B? With a B. With a B, okay? 30 billion. Where are they getting all these chickens from, Jim? Okay, not that you needed proof, but these numbers clearly prove that the chicken finger – Okay, was a good bet. It will not be relegated to a sides to a side or a, the kid menu or no, otherwise. No. It needs to be it the star of the show. Needs to be the star of the show. But chicken fingers are more expensive than one would think to produce. Let you know, between chicken shortages and rising costs, how did you create how did you get creative, I should say, in
2: turning a profit? Yeah, I mean look, the rising costs are real and it's happening pretty much across everything we buy, but protein getting hit the hardest and chicken, you know, we're not big enough where we're going out and buying chicken futures contracts or locking in prices. So we're, we are, you know, having to deal with this. And, you know, unfortunately there isn't like, there's no silver bullet to solve this problem, right? You can raise prices. We did just a tiny bit. Um, but you could try to cut corners, but I just don't, you know, or take shortcuts. But that's not really the long term answer. Yeah, I think Anchorman they used bat instead of chicken. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was much less money. You know, we could go to try to find, you, you know, the chicken bat. that fell off the back of the truck. But you know, we're not, we're not doing that at all. And really, this so whole you're thing, you are still using chicken. We're still using the exact right, same product right. from the same place. We're just, good. We're just paying I more just, for By it. the way, this one, which flavors? This is delicious. So those are the we actually launched these uh last year. Those are chicken thighs. Yeah, are hot honey way, chicken thighs. Little
0: spice on a little but heat. What's the
2: flavor? It's it's a hot honey that oh, we, that we made. That, that is good. And the thighs are so juicy. That's flavor 18, by
0: the way. Yeah, that's it's got some heat on it. I like it. Yeah, that's uh, actually that's,
1: the hot honey is sauce. Honey. 19.
0: Sauce 19. Oh, that's sauce 19. That's, <laughs> that's, that's breaking that's news. news. Yeah, there
1: are now 19 <laughs> sauces at Sticky's, not 18 to all you listeners out there. This is exciting stuff. 10-year anniversary. Union New Jersey drive-through, and there's 19 flavors. What a show! This is
0: jam-packed <laughs> packed
1: with excitement.
0: We only have downside for you, Jesse.
1: <laughs> I got to tell you something. Look, we love tech at branded. We're big, big uh, believers that restaurants and hospitality need to embrace technology and the importance of tech in the food uh, service uh, business. Um, you you recently made a little bit of analogy that now people uh, have all the Google Maps. They don't know how to get anywhere. And I got to tell you, it's the truth, man. You get into a cab, you get into a cab or, 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 you know, an Uber or something like that. No one has any idea where to go unless they're looking at Google Maps. They have no idea where anything is unless they look at Google Maps.
0: Everyone does understand that this segment is sponsored by Waze. <laughs> Google Maps. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, so, so
1: that kind of analogy, it, it, as you bring technology into the restaurants so and people start talking about automation and robotics are are you under the assumption that if we start bringing in like the flippies that make the burgers or the automatic things that fry things that like people that are working there won't know how to cook food, won't know how to actually make food, will lose all of that. um, What's the word I'm looking for, Jimmy?
2: Uh, The art of cooking? It is a concern of mine. And and I definitely embrace technology. And, you know, there's a lot of different systems that we use at Steakies and that we've continued to grow and add on. But it is it is a little bit of a double-edged sword. I definitely would love to get your guys' thoughts and opinions on it. But, you know, I, I could see that once you – if you take out some of the personal element of hospitality and, and even just some of the, like, oh, my guys, they know how to cook chicken. They you know, they just, they just do it and they know it. And if you start taking any of that skill away from them – They don't how know to how to do it. it. And they don't know how to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know like – why they could, don't know how to get anywhere without Google Maps. <laughs> and then, you know, and all of a sudden you don't have service and then, you, then you're stuck. So – you know, it is uh, it is something that I think we'll have to just find the find the right balance The right for. balance, 100%.
0: It's always about balance.
2: But I uh, do, you know, I do think, you know, in terms of technology, there's a lot of different tools that we've brought on that really help us um, really understand our business and also understand our customers, right? Technology is really about how can you get the best data and make decisions off that data. So we're looking to try to get data on who our customers are, what they like to order, when they like to order it, and so we can... Give them what they want and, and, and you know, when they want it, yeah, and sure. when they want it. And then also, we want better insight into how our business is performing, so we can make better decisions on how we can perform even better. I, I like it. it. Oh, oh I, jinx! I like it a lot. Oh, I like it.
0: Okay, listen. Uh, lastly, before we move on, I'm going to go. Uh, going to go take you back to 2017. At that time, when asked about your plans for expansion, you said franchising was not in your immediate future. All right, fast forward five years to the present. What's next for stickies? Are you ready to enter the franchise market?
2: You know, that is something I think we're ready to enter soon. We're, we're much closer now is than we were. Is that breaking news, That's Jimmy? I'm going to give it to you. I
0: think this, one, this might be an episode with the most breaking news. Oh, I think John cow, just said breaking open. news
2: again. Listen, for all
0: you folks that are looking for a fantastic brand to explore, Becoming a franchisee with uh with John Sherman. Basically, the doors are open, and if you uh if you learned about it on this podcast, you uh you always say uh, order a sticky soda. I like and, the watermelon lemon line. Five percent, five fee. Nah, nah, no dude, we, fee. we do it for the love of the game, love I the sport. Tell
1: you, I don't know how many breaking news things we can have in one show,
0: Jimmy. This is the record, but you already, you think, so, yeah, you, yeah, you know, I look,
2: I think five years ago, if I wasn't, it's because we were still honing in on our own operating model. How can we manage our stores the best? You know, how can we really dial in? Where to build them, how to build them, how to operate them, and you know, not to say that we have that figured out one hundred percent, but, but how we're much further along the way. We have thirteen stores, thirteen and a, stores, and then and one in New Jersey. We have uh, oh, no Hoboken. A Hoboken, three in New Jersey, and we're about to open up a fourth in Hoboken. Hoboken, Hoboken opening up now, basically. Dad,
1: see how he loves Jersey. I got to
0: tell you, if I if I counted how many times I have had tremendous nights. Uh, in Hoboken on my fingers, I'd still have uh, ten fingers. <laughs> still have ten on these fingers
2: <laughs> because you leave the bar <laughs> you and you're like, what am I first? supposed to need <laughs> at it? <laughs> two in the morning? I'm and... sorry, that was,
0: I'm a positive person. That was that not going nice. to get a call t- from Governor yes. Murphy. Probably. I take that. I take uh, that back. I take yeah, that exactly. back. Say, if
2: your Hoboken night ended with stickies, you might be feeling different. Yeah so. when's the, the Hoboken right. store open? Hoboken store is opening literally next week. So by, you, by the time this comes out, It's probably will You, you can't even open. handle
0: this news. You can't
2: handle all this news. Is that another breaking it's, news it's, story? It's coming out. It's opening immediately.
0: <laughs> all right. What is
1: it? Stickies is opening in Hoboken next week. That's breaking, that is news. breaking news. Holy
0: cow. Right, listen, it turns out that while we started the podcast to talk about uh, – to let other people uh, you know, share their insights and thoughts. We like asking questions. We're good like that. Along the way, we figured out that sometimes there are questions for us. So let's kick off talking back. Uh, We offer you, John, a chance to ask us uh, a question. Uh, Nothing's off the table. Uh, What do you have
2: for us, sir? Well, you guys are obviously restaurant tech gurus, so i got to ask you guys a restaurant technology question. Let's go, baby. Go for it. You know, we talked about it a bit, but there's a ton of new stuff coming out. It's hard to know what's kind of a fad, what's going to stick in the long run. Um, Would love to hear from you guys, especially as it relates to a quick service restaurant like Sticky's. What is the next big thing that we that I should be looking at that we have to be putting into our restaurants? You got to add uh, a 20th sauce. I think you have to have 20
1: sauce. 20 <laughs> is the number. Am I right? That is it. You get 20, everything else falls into place. It was all 18 until it became 19. Now it's 19. <laughs> On this show, we've added three sauces. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I think for QSR, we've talked about this a little bit. I think that customers love convenience. So I think there's a whole stack of uh of tech that is out there to help with that and i think pickup has become huge it's it's huge in the supermarkets it's huge in the big box stores like uh like target walmart and i think it's huge in the qsr people want to order uh from they don't even they don't even want to drive through and place the order they want to drive through and just pick up their food they want to drive into the parking lot and just get their food they want to they have their phones that's the you know that's the device they're going to use to order, and they just want to order and time that order right through to pick up. So when they get there, it's ready for them. I think that's a big one for sure. Uh, and I think that's the one that I think that uh, on the QSR side, I'm really excited about. The other thing I think that's really important, I think, is the back of the house is making sure that when you pick up, and it's exactly when you want to pick up the order, it's
0: the order is I was right. Say, don't, don't Joe Pesci them. Don't Joe Pesci them. Yeah, For those so. of you who don't know what Joe Pesci that, that means, don't. You get effed at the drive thru. Typically, but not any longer. They're now tools to help you not get effed at the drive thru.
1: Yeah, you need technology, artificial intelligence, uh, to really identify, to make sure that what's in that bag is exactly what I ordered. And, and I think that really. Now, if I have exactly what I ordered when I want it, I you get really happy customers coming back. So those are two areas that I think that we are very much focused on and really excited about. Jimmy, what do you think? Just That's I have to
0: tell it. you. No, that was, I think, one of the most uh, well Uh, Presented answers to any question a guest of has ever asked, and I'm not being sarcastic. No, it's because I've never had somebody breaking news. Yes, (laughs) you're clearly in the zone because that had your 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 answer was thoughtful. It had some details, and and uh, and and that was such a fantastic answer. You just shocked me. You shocked me. You shocked me. (laughs) That's a a backwards compliment. Um, I the only thing I'll add because I really do think it was perfect. Um, Brandon has been really focused on tech that is. Um, we only focus on technology that, that is going to act as an ally to the operator. We really want to work with tech that improves margins. We don't typically think so far down the road of of, of how a private jet is going to show up hovering over the, the restaurant and z- suck up the uh, the food uh, from the store. And then, you know, flying cars, that's not really our bag. We're very tactical. And to Schatz's point, what I think a lot of the tech we're working with can do is improve margins for the, for the operator um, and, and really help improve the guest experience. And what I heard Chatty talking about was the guest experience. They now want um, to have a smoother, cleaner, uh, orderly pickup process. Pickup is a great solution to, you know, in, 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 to challenge the, the cost of last mile. Which is really now driving up costs incrementally to the guest who has to share in that cost because the operator can't handle it alone. So I think Shatz was commenting uh, to some extent on just how to improve the guest experience and engagement and how that'll win for operators. So really excited by the tech companies we're working with and and how that can benefit uh, multi-unit operators and quick serve restaurant operators and otherwise. Yeah, no,
1: I was just going to say uh, Curbit and Agat, two companies that we love that are solving for both these problems. Who's that
0: sponsored by? Brandon. That it was, it was sponsored by Minnow. No, that was sponsored like by Minnow. Minno. Yeah, Minnow Minno sponsored that one with a pickup pot. Oh, okay. listen. It,
1: it, yeah, that was a great question, by the way. And we're super excited about the uh, the opportunities ahead. Great segment we've got here right now. It's What came first? Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is really great. because Everyone always says technology in restaurants and hospitality is always lagging. It's always far behind. But what we've done with a little bit of research is actually technology in the hospitality space actually, in some cases, is been way ahead, way early, way early. than We learned about like the, the, the dishwasher was way ahead of whatever. We've learned a lot, right? We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. So, John, I'm going to ask you which came first. The ability to make a restaurant reservation online or the ability to make an airline reservation online.
0: What came first?
1: Wow, that's a tough question. Good question. a
0: good question. By the way, I've been wrong so many times on on, this. I'm going to ask you. I I mostly forget to ask Which This time, I'm not. Yes, you're not going to forget I I feel pretty good. I'm ready, but I'm letting John answer first.
2: Honestly, my gut would have been airline, but I feel like coming from you, it's got to be restaurant. Jimbo? It was the airline.
1: (laughs) It was the airline. It was the first online booking system was created in 1994. Southwest Airlines. Yep. However, however, restaurant reservations... Open table. 1998 only for close, yes. I knew it was close. I knew so, it was close. Well, you know, so you think airline reservations, you'd be thinking, oh, I mean, I didn't 1858. 1858. <laughs> that's what I would have guessed. But yeah, but I gotta tell you, 1994 Southwest, first airline, to to do and 1998 open table. So open table's been around a long time and not that far behind uh airline reservations. So interesting.
0: Who sponsored that segment, Chassis? Oh, that was Open that Table was open and Southwest air. Airline. There you go. <laughs> Southwest, we look forward to flying freight. Yeah. Thank you. OK, um, it is time for our crystal ball moment, a chance for our guests to put on their Creskin and Miss Cleo hats and I predict the future, the future. John, how do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality and technology?
2: You know, like a couple things going on. I definitely think that people want that in-person dining experience back. Everyone's craving it. Just the, the beauty of just going out to dinner and sharing food and a meal with your friends and your family, that's just like core to everybody. And so to the extent that that's been missing for the last two years, it's, it's got to come back because it's just so critical. It's just such a core part of just culture everywhere and just the human experience. You know, I also think in terms of technology, you know, a huge piece I know that we're working on and I know lots of other people are as well. It's really trying to know more about your customer. How can you know more about your customer? We're, we've we been trying to do that. We still have ways to, to do it even better. But, you know, I think that's just going to lead to restaurants making rest, – restaurants having more information on, on how to make better decisions and also being able to give the best experience to their customers. Yeah, I always say – And also know, knowing where to go. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like when, when I get targeted ads, uh, you know, for a steak and I'm a vegetarian. It's kind of like what a waste, you yeah. know. So yeah, you want to be able to target the, the consumers. What and it's been going on in retail for a long time. So
0: any company that could help us with some targeted marketing, Jesse.
1: You know there is a company, Jimmy, Targetable. Targetable that does some really great targeted
0: marketing. There you go. And All I right. got to tell you, if
1: you go check out Targetable, I think you'll find some really great. Solutions We're having a fun there. game today. Who sponsored we sponsored that.
0: I, I think that was by Andrew Nash and Targetable. <laughs> We're having some fun today. We're really. <laughs> Like, like, we're, pl- we're playing game with like plugging companies are
1: breaking <laughs> news we got a lot going Breeding on chicken Listen, we got to get john back to opening more stores so i got one more segment to brand the quick fire it's the all best right? segment yeah. everyone says so yeah. Dude, if i show you the mail in my office i, I can't get it. to it all people just chats i love that segment it's the best segment you should somebody actually called him. no joke who's the guy from survivor
0: that that team,
1: the, the the big the big guy who created that
0: survivor show yeah, this, you're, you're team, on your own on this one. Go for it. His team emailed
1: me and said, Shats, we want to do a reality show <laughs> about the quickfire. A quickfire reality show. I was like, wow. So I said, You know, I like, got to talk to my people. Anyway, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Are you ready?
2: We're ready. City living or suburban living? No kids, city living, easily. Young kids, like I have now, maybe suburban living.
0: There you go. That sounds
2: to me like a guy who just moved out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's struggling
1: to find good food out of the city.
0: Tell my wife uh, not to listen to this episode. Yeah, it
1: sounds
2: like he was forced to leave. Uh, Where are you getting dinner from tonight? So because of the food void that's going on outside of of the city, you know, I I cook a lot for myself. So I'm getting dinner. I'm going to, there's there's an awesome farm, 15 minutes from my house. I'm going to pick up a ribeye and I'm grilling it myself. That's my dinner. I like it. I like it. What is your favorite food city in the world? There's a lot of great places. I mean, I love the barbecue in Texas. I love tacos in L.A. It's just, I, I, don't, I can't fuck with New York, though. I mean, New York just has the best New York everything.
0: City! By the way, I'm going to let that F word go because it was a compliment to New York City. Yeah. We're okay <laughs> yeah. with that. Damn straight, you can say F when you're talking about the great food of New York City. You thought it was in New Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really didn't. <laughs> Favorite place to travel? I love to travel. I can't wait to get back on it. Uh, i Favorite place, maybe the place I haven't been to yet, but you know, I'd say overall, I love going out west to the Rockies to go snowboarding. That's Rocky that's the thing. Snowboarding. Rocky oh, Bat- Utah, Jackson Hole, going to Colorado. Uh, this
1: is the big question. This is the number five is always the big one, the quick fire. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of Mario Kart, who would you have better odds of beating?
0: First look shots in the eye and think, does he even know what Mario Kart is?
1: I basically invented that. I, I basically <laughs> invented Mario Kart. By the way. We still play Mario Kart. We still
0: have- Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You're in, trying to influence now. He's your yeah, influence in the You're influencing the-
1: yeah. yeah. I've sure. never heard of that. I've never heard <laughs> of Nintendo.
2: I would say you got a finance guy and a restaurant guy. I'll probably take on the restaurant guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. I You're can like envision P- the finance guy sitting in front playing video games. I don't video think games ever played a video <laughs> game in his <laughs> life.
0: I'm agreeing with John on this one. Your attention uh, deficit disorder- you, what? Would, what? You, you could yeah, Exactly. You could start the game. There's no way you're going to finish the game. You'd be like, he would crush you. There's yeah. another game over there. Look, yes. Madden. <laughs> yes. would, Look, NBA Jam over there, Jimmy. John, I respect your answer. I agree with your answer. And uh, and we will now move on. I got to make a comeback. I'm I was dominating seasons one through five, and all of a sudden I was off to a slow start in season six. I think that question was selected for you. Yeah, and I, and and I didn't John, even get it. And John, like, still,
1: Jimmy's never even seen Mario Kart.
0: I, I think he chose correctly, John. We want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and for all your great insights. Uh, we really do appreciate what you're doing um, uh, for the industry, for your team, and really thank you for sharing with us your 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 your, st- your food today. This was this was an awesome treat, um, and I love it. Uh, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait! Before you go, if anybody wants to order stickies, where do we go? Is it st- what's the
2: URL? Oh, we have stickies.com. Uh, stickies.com. We also have you know we have web ordering, we have app ordering, we do. Lots of pickup as we were oh, talking just about go before. Stickies.com. Stickies dot that's where it starts. You can find everything there. I like Great name. I like it too. Or you can walk into any of our restaurants in uh, New and, York City, and, and Brooklyn, New Jersey. Sauce.
0: Get you mentally prepared. You're gonna dig in, roll yeah. up your sleeves and get, look, get your hands to, Look stick, at the sauce sticky. menu in advance. Yes. Yes, don't hold up uh,
1: Stickies.com. Check out the 20 sauces, and <laughs> by the end of the, the next three minutes, it maybe 21. Actually, it's 21 right now. Uh, 21. 21. Right now. I have 21 breaking
2: I news. 21 sauces. I just got the text five minutes ago. Oh, we got a new sauce. Right.
0: If you want to get in touch with John directly, we're going to ask you to email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, and we'd be happy to make the introduction to you. Remember, you want to start talking about franchising with, uh, with John, you owe us a beer, but we're happy. We're actually, uh, yeah, we'll take a beer. Uh, to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and and we appreciate and value that you choose to hang out with us. Please join us next time as we have our friend, Mr. John DiLoreto, president of Flipdish, on the show. That's going to be a good one. Flipdish is making some big news. It's going to be a, be a big, really good one, Jimmy. Really good. Can't wait to have John on the show. We look forward to it. All right. And finally, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast. So you don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we'll have coming up in the future. Better yet, and invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling with great appreciation to John Sherman. Uh, <laughs> Passing it over to Mr. Shatsby.
1: Shatsy, a.k.a. restaurant guy. Thank you, everybody, for hanging with us. And thank you, John Sherman. And really, I got to tell you, we just ate some of these stickies, uh, chicken fingers. and I got to tell you, they really are absolutely delicious. So check out one of their uh, 13 locations and 22 sauces.
0: <laughs> Thanks, John. Thank you, Shatsy. Cheers,
1: Thanks, everybody. This
2: is fun.